Hello, everybody. Welcome to Dorm Inform. I'm Miles Hoffman, here in quarantine to inform you of the next upcoming artists and groups in the music industry. Today, I am with Melt the Band, a seven-piece rock-jazz fusion group from NYC. How are you guys doing today? Good. Thanks for having us, Miles. Currently have four of the members here on the call today. If you've heard Melt before, you probably know about their um, biggest single and their first single, Sour Candy, that you guys you guys released it back in 2017. And uh, I was wondering, what was it like after that release? What kind of attention did you guys get um, as a band? Well, it's funny because we released it our senior year of high school. Um, and it was the first song that we'd fully written together. And we always say that we really were just like, seven kids who traipsed into this recording studio and we were like okay let's do this we don't really know what we're doing and then we shared it on facebook and youtube and i think we had it on um soundcloud and we really had no idea that it would get such a positive reception once it got onto reddit that's kind of when things started to change for us and then suddenly it was like number five on billboards viral 50 and we were all kind of like holy shit what is happening so it was super cool, but super unexpected. You obviously wanted to put some content out there that as a group, and it's pretty incredible that that kind of impact can kind of come spontaneously. What's like like the story behind the band itself? Like where did the name come from? How did the roster get made up? And uh, what, this, what did you guys decide in terms of uh, the music choice? We really couldn't decide on a band name until the night Sour Candy was released. Um, like at one point we were Silver Lacuna and then we eventually settled on Toast, which we did like our first battle of the bands as, as Toast and that's where we won $500 and recorded Sour Candy with that prize money. Until hours before the song was going to come out, we were called Big Deli Chain and Veronica went on Facebook and just like without any of us knowing, changed it to Melt. Honestly, we have so much trouble deciding names. like. We released a new song on YouTube the other day called Waves, and we literally took to Instagram. And on our Instagram story, we made a poll because we had no idea what to name it. And we're always like down to the wire. We need to get this music yeah. out. We don't know what it's going to be called. What are what are some other things that you guys are doing to like stay connected to your fan base, but at the same time also treat work you're doing as like a professional manner? I don't think those two things are like exclusive. Uh, yeah. In, in, in any sense, like when we released our most recent sort of like studio single, Shy, we did a Zoom call. Like we had an idea like seven hours. Marlo had the idea to do like a basically like a silent disco over Zoom and we recorded it and it became our music video. But we also did like an hour long hang afterwards. We just talked with people and answered questions. And it's not necessarily out of a thing of like, being conscious or consciously trying to like connect with people in like a way to better serve ourselves in this like professional capacity, but rather like the beautiful thing about playing music for people is that you create a community and that's like one of the ways just to engage with it. I feel like when we perform too, like we are three years old at this point, but we're still a group of 20. Mostly 21. Yeah, we're all like 21 years old. We're in college. Like we, I think we all feel really lucky that we've gotten this opportunity to be playing so much music for other people. But at the end of the day, like <laughs> we're still a group of kids who are like, I don't know, 
wrestling with each other backstage and like teasing each other all the time. And when we step off of the stage, like meeting quote unquote fans is really just like hanging out with people after the show. And we all miss that a lot. And I think that it's a really cool thing to build a community around the music that you're making. Like it's definitely an opportunity that we are all, we all feel super lucky to have. Josh was talking about uh, your single Shy that you released back in um, March. What was um, the vision behind that single specifically? And like, do you guys think that you accomplished that kind of approach or those goals behind that single? I think Shy was interesting because it was the, the first song that we'd really written mostly as the band um, where the, the song came out of just like us jamming and playing together and coming up with new parts and then trying those parts out live and seeing what worked and didn't work. Um, and so I think it was, it was a really cool development for us. It, it was a new process for us, so I think it, it, it ended up in a really different song than we've put out uh, before. It, it was cool discovering that new way to, to create together. We played it for maybe two years, two years, one year, before we ended up actually recording a demo, which is when it got a little bit more cemented. And then it took a full year after that, maybe six months after that, to go back in the studio and really lay it down the way we wanted. Yeah, so that was really cool. But I think for me, something that was interesting about Shy is when we first did the demo, only the first chunk of the verse was like repeated for all the verses because that's how it started as a jam that was the hook and then we just jam on it and go back to the mm. hook we hadn't even written that chorus yet um and i felt like coming out of us recording the demo last summer almost a year ago there was something kind of off and like for me trying to write the lyrics it was definitely like the emotions behind that song were so complicated and conflicting and i felt like the storyline wasn't really able to convey that. And that was being reflected in the music too, I think. Like some of it's super angry and like, ah, and then some of it's like vulnerable and scared. And um, something that was cool for me in developing that song was like melding with the band in a way that we were able to all present those emotions in like a very digestible way. and. I even like finished writing the lyrics to the actual verses on the way to one of our gigs. So it was in very- In my car. Yeah, literally in Josh's car. So it was cool to see that distill and like become a clear storyline. Um, and it's something we definitely worked out together, which was cool. I definitely put that value to heart. And when, when you speak on the concept of how no song is ever gonna write out the same as another one, and that process of how you go about getting something even recorded on um, that whole process um, as Lucas was talking about that's completely different from how you guys play it and whether it be in a live setting whether it be in a practice setting it's ultimately like what you make of it in the moment that's just a really cool concept to think about what's it like being um, all separated and how are you dealing with it first and foremost like I just miss being able to hang out with everyone um, we've been fortunate enough that we have been able to do a few things remotely and the whole process of it just reminds me at least like how much I enjoy being around everyone. 
I guess a couple weeks ago, we all made the decision to either use equipment that we had or invest in some equipment to be able to record remotely and worked on a song that we've been working on called Waves, which we just posted to YouTube. That was an interesting experience because a lot of like what we were just talking about with Shy, that was a writing process characterized by like being together and having something evolve over time. And while we didn't do a ton of writing between when Waves was written and when we recorded it remotely. Having to build the song individually block by block was just a different way of going about doing the music. But being remote has been a challenge. Yeah, I mean, Lucas is literally separated from his base right now. Yeah. Uh, I'm, in, I'm in Florida and my base is in New York, so it's a little difficult trying to collaborate on stuff, but we're making it work. Aaron, our trumpet player, I don't know. Made it, it sound like magic. <laughs> <laughs> kind of making sacrifices, but at least we can all somewhat stay together virtually. And we're definitely putting things into perspective because of this process. We're definitely going to appreciate the time that we have together when we're um, all back in our normal places and in our normal lives. What do you guys do to pump yourself up for like a show? <laughs> for every show, we get in a circle. Everyone's in each other's spaces. I usually leave the circle because I'm like, this is too much. Someone, usually never me, says an inspiring speech. And then we go, one, two, three, freeze. Well, okay, it starts when people get in Marlo's car. That's like <laughs> the beginning of it all. <laughs> Sorry to get me started. When they get in my car, there's all of a sudden crumbs, wrappers, everything, everywhere. It's really interesting, yeah. And then I'm like, enough, from, from the get-go, so hopefully. Yeah, Marlo, Marlo's car, she has some strict rules in there that are often broken. Like, please don't eat a bagel with sesame seeds. They just get everywhere. So, so that's like a reasonable rule. Don't eat in the car unless it's a meat snack. I think our pre-show routine is really just like hanging out. I usually go upside down at some point. Oh yeah, we have a whole <laughs> series of content on our Instagram about Veronica going upside down in various locations. Yeah. The, the handstands really help with the with the generating hype to perform. It's because it's it's kind of every show. It's kind of become part of the part of the ritual. <laughs> There's a lot of screaming. Basically, always screaming. We scream at each other on stage. I'm pretty sure. Right. Marlo screams at me. I'm screwed. I think I screwed up both of you. Well, there's no other way to be hurt. It's mostly the huddling up, mostly mostly the circle and the thoughtful, heartfelt speech before every show. And now we start our shows in complete darkness. We usually start with Shy, <laughs> yeah. although it does change. And at the beginning of Shy, there's that bam, like dun 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 dun, yeah. and we'll go like flash, 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 flash. So I find that that's a really like nice moment where the lights aren't on us yeah. yet, and we're just like psyched to go and it's only us like playing our little music on stage it's it's your moment and it's uh i definitely see that a lot in a lot of the concerts that i go to and i always appreciate those moments especially like what words of wisdom do you guys have um as a group and what you've been doing for the past three years now i don't know if i have something necessarily like representative of the group but i like just a personal thing is like to be comfortable with failing or not getting something or having it like have to be worked out a lot over time it's very easy to like practice the things that you're good at and not practice the things that you're not good at but you have, like at least for me personally like you can't do that you have to flip it around and be okay with something taking a long time 
definitely number one is just like start doing it you know yeah it doesn't have to be the band you're going to be with forever or like like all of us marlo and i met in high school we went to different high schools but like we were all part of the same music kids in new york city like playing random shows at the easiest bars to get gigs at um and like I don't think any of us thought, all right, this is it. Like, these are the people I'm going to be with forever. Maybe we did, but like all that mattered is that we were starting to figure out what worked and what didn't. There's this Jeff Tweedy quote, who's the frontman of Wilco. Um, and this is not the exact quote, but basically what he says is the people who are good at something are just the people who keep doing it. You can't let yourself get in the way of making progress, just like what Josh was saying. Um, and like something I've tried I've been trying to work on a lot is just like honoring the fact that whatever's in my brain, like just get it out, even if I think it's dumb and like there might be something in there. Make sure you're starting projects with people whose skills complement your own. I think it's another thing to think about because it's easy to, to you know, get excited about something and put a lot of effort into it, um, which is never, never a bad thing. Um, but I think it's also if you if you want to start something long term and really like build it into something, I think it's important to consider like making sure that what you're offering and what someone else is offering really complement each other and really um, mm -hmm. both both your talents can kind of work together. Also, like don't get hung up on like so and so like isn't the best at this like. Mm -hmm. It's just not gonna work. Like if you have a good vibe with the person, like things will find itself to where it needs to be musically. Like even if it takes a few months or a year to get there, like everyone just like figures out different roles and stuff. Well, thanks so much for your time, guys. I I really appreciate um, everything that you guys had to say and um, share. Um, I usually close out each episode with a quote, and uh, today I have one from Sting. Actually, it's. If you play music with a passion and love and honesty, then it will nourish your soul, heal your wounds, and make your life worth living. Music is its own reward. Thanks so much. Thanks for having us. Well, thank you so much. Of course. For having you. Thank you.